Glory to God. <laughs> Glory to God. Well, come on, we're going we're gonna to talk today about healing. Amen? Amen. Amen. I'm, I'm super excited about today's message. Uh, 2020 Vision is the series uh, that is coming up. 2020 Vision is going to start on January 12th. We're going to be talking about vision. We're going to be talking about personal vision. We're going to be talking about why we have a vision. We're going to be talking about the corporate vision of redeeming love, which is to engage God, to engage one another here at church, and to engage culture outside of church. And so that's the upcoming series. You don't want to miss that. 2020 vision, perfect vision, right? We're coming to 2020, and we're all going to have perfect vision this year. Amen? Amen. So today I want to talk to you, uh, I kind of got this one spot in between everything else, and so this is a topic that I've been uh, itching to bring for a while, and I want to, uh, before I even start today, I want to be clear by saying that I will by no means cover everything there is to cover on this topic. Uh, It would take me months, and I have 40 minutes. And so we won't cover everything, this will not be a holistic teaching on healing, But what I endeavor to do is to bring a few points about healing that we may have misconceptions about so that we begin to see even more healings. Amen? Uh, One of the things that stirred in my heart to actually bring this message is because we've actually been seeing healings here at Redeeming Love. We've had several people healed of their knees. Uh, uh, Jerry May's uh, daughter was healed with her thyroid Uh, just last week at Christmas service. Uh, a man named Paul was healed in the, in the parking lot. Someone prayed for him in the parking lot. wasn't even in the, in the building. And he was healed last week uh, of foot, ankle, something. And so there, there's healings beginning to go on. We're beginning to see healings here at Redeeming Love. And I want to just talk to you about the fact that Jesus still heals today. Uh, a few different points that we're going to talk about. So strap in, fasten in, and, and let's get this done. Father, uh, we come to you today. And God, we pray that you would open the word, that you would open our minds, that the word could go in. And God, that we would believe uh, as you have shown us, God. And Father, that we, would, uh, that we would join together with you, God. And God, that in, in joining with you, that we would see healings as you desire to see healings, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, uh, you may walk away with more questions today than answers. And that's okay. That's okay. This is, this is something that happens when we begin to look into something. We suddenly look into something and all of a sudden we have more questions than we do answers. So at the end of the day today, when I'm done teaching, you're like, Pastor Matt, I've got more questions now than I had before. That's okay. As long as you learn something new, you're good. Here's the first scripture. It says, uh, these 12, Jesus sent out, the 12 disciples, Jesus sent out and he commanded them saying, do not go into the way of the Gentiles and do not enter a city of the Samaritans, but rather go to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Okay, and so we're in context here, he's sending the disciples to the, to the Jewish people. Later, he would send them out to the Gentiles. So we know that he's sending them now to the Jewish people, but he will send them to the Gentiles. And this is what he says. He says, as you go, preach, saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The kingdom of heaven is here. It's all around you. He commands them and he tells his disciples, heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. 
Freely you have received, freely give. So here's the first point. Jesus sends his disciples out to preach the gospel, and he says, heal the sick. How often do we, right, we're disciples, right? We're all followers of Jesus. How often do we heal the sick? We're going to look at a mo- in a moment how uh, Jesus commanded everyone that would ever believe to go and do likewise, right, like the, other, like the disciples did. And so how often do we go and heal the sick? Many times don't we just, we get, we get caught up in this instead of healing the sick, we pray for the sick. And so it's a small difference. But when you pray for someone, when you're praying for healing, don't think about the fact that you're praying for the sick. Think about the fact that Jesus commanded you to heal the sick, right? He commanded you to heal the sick. He commanded us to heal the sick. And so, listen, I'm still learning this. I'm still figuring this out. Listen, I pray for people all the time and they don't get healed. And I don't know why. I don't have an answer to those questions. We're going to look at that in a moment too. But what I want to know, what I want you to realize is that Jesus said to heal the sick. Jesus said it. Cleanse the lepers, raise the dead. Let me just uh, put a word of caution here. If, you, if you're at a funeral and, you know, you're feeling to raise the dead, be respectful, you know, sit in your chair and pray. And, uh, you know, don't go grabbing people out of coffins. Don't do stuff like that. Be respectful and, and cast out demons. And so I want to put a word of caution in here about casting out demons too. If you've never cast out a demon before, don't do it by yourself, okay? There's, you can get into trouble. And so we'll cover this later in 2020. As a matter of fact, I have a whole sermon series prepared for 2020 on healing. And so sometime later in 2020, we're going to talk about uh, healing the sick in greater measure. We're going to have an entire sermon series on this. We'll probably cover uh, casting out demons at that time too because they're so closely related throughout Scripture. Uh, But if you've never cast out a demon before, I would caution you against doing it on your own. Right? Get together with somebody who's done it before and, uh, you know, go slow, go slow. Moving on. Mark 16. This is at the end. This is uh, Jesus's last words to his disciples. We, are, we ordinarily read this out of Matthew, where he says, go into all the world and preach the gospel. But here, this is out of Mark. And he's saying, he's saying something very similar. He said to them, go into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned let me, let me preach the gospel to you here for just a moment, okay? Jesus Christ came to earth. He lived a sinless life, and he died for you and I that our sins could be forgiven, that we could have fellowship with God, and that we could go to heaven when we die. That's the good news of Jesus Christ. He came and made a way where there was no way. Amen? That's the good news. That's the gospel of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ... God himself came, born as a baby, born in a manger, lived a sinless life, died on a cross for your sins and for mine. And because he died for our sins, he made a way for us to have fellowship with God now. This is engage God. And that when we pass away, we can go to heaven. Amen? Amen. Amen. And not suffer the consequences of death. That's the gospel. It's as short as I can make it. That's the gospel. Why did I have to preach the gospel? Because it says in the next verse, and these signs will follow those who believe. When we preach the gospel, these, follow, these signs will follow. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means 
harm them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Come on. I'm a believer. I'm a follower in Christ. These signs will follow those who believe. Raise your hand if you're a believer in here today. These signs will follow those who believe. Again, you know, there's a lot of stuff written here. Let me just caution you about a few things because sometimes people get taken, get think, go out of hand. Again, casting out demons. Do that with somebody who's done it. They will speak in new tongues. If you need the baptism in the Holy Spirit, I'll pray over you today for that. You come up to me and see me afterwards. I want to pray for you for the baptism in the Holy Spirit. If you're not filled with the Holy Spirit, if you're not speaking in tongues, we want you to be. It's a, it's a tool that God's given you. Uh, it's a tool that you can use to build yourself up in your faith. As Jude says, speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. Now listen, this is not like snake charmers and snake handlers, and we're not going to go looking for deadly serpents to pick up. That's not what this is talking about. But rather what this is talking about is like in the book of Acts when Paul went to throw wood on the fire and the serpent jumped out and it latched himself onto him and Paul grabbed the thing and cast it away. The, the deadly viper didn't kill Paul. It had no effect on him. And so this is what the scripture is talking about. It's not going to hurt you. You're going to drink. Someone's going to try and poison you. It's not going to work. And they will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Now, let me just say this. I think, I'm not sure what my next scripture is. No, I want to go back. There's, there's, a, there's a lot of people, there's a lot of Christians in the world that don't believe that the gifts are for today. Jesus said that I will be with you always, even to the end of the age. When does the, end, when does the age end? The, end age, the age ends when Jesus returns. Has he come back yet? No, I'm still here. So as far as I'm concerned, healings are still for today. And so why do people begin to uh, make excuses and say, no, healing's not for today. No, this isn't true. No, this doesn't work. You know why? Because we can't spell out well enough in theological terms why things don't happen. We can't. I know people who have been at this. I've listened to people who have been at this for a lot longer than I have. Uh, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50 years, and they don't have all the answers. Nobody seems to have all the answers. And so somebody that's really heady, you know, I'm a thinker. I'm a thinker, I am. But somebody who's really, you know, likes to think and they can't wrap their mind around something has an, has, sometimes will walk away from something. And so we have a choice. Jesus said healing is for today. And so we have a choice. We can either accept his words that healing is still for today till the end of the age and we can begin to try to move in this with him and maybe we'll make mistakes here and there and maybe we won't see a perfect track record but we'll see something or we can just back up and say no if it's not going to work every time then i'm not going to do it why don't why don't we see healings we'll get to that in a moment lay hands on the sick and they will recover you believer so how many of you know who todd white is Todd White's an evangelist, and so he was, uh, I'm just going to tell a little bit of his testimony. He's shared it many times, and you can go on uh, YouTube and Google it and check it out. He was, uh, he was a drug dealer, and so somebody preached the gospel to him. He got saved, gave up that lifestyle, uh, gave up the drugs, gave up the, the drug dealing. God delivered him from that. He started reading his Bible. There was a man who was uh, 
mentoring him. He read his Bible and he read this verse. He read, these signs will follow those who believe. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. And so he took that word. He, he was a believer in Jesus Christ and he started praying for the sick. And so he prayed for 10 people a day for, I think it's 80 days. Maybe it was 70 days. I can't remember exactly. And he never saw anybody healed. <laughs> 10 people a day for 70 days. I don't have that kind of tenacity. Like after I failed a few times, I'd be like, man, I must be missing something. I'll give it up until I figure this out. Not him. He just kept going. And then uh, he was in this meeting. Or was, so there's, there's, I read the story two different ways. Anyways, he starts to see healings. And so now he continues to pray for people all the time. And he, uh, as Randy Clark says, sees more healings than anybody else he knows. And R Randy Clark is big in healing. So I'm throwing out some names. If you don't know who they are, that's okay. Randy Clark says Todd White sees more healings than anybody he knows. Why? Maybe because he prays for more people than anybody else that I know, that he knows. But he read this scripture. He said, hey, this is, and now he's seeing healings left and right. He's prayed for healing. He told a story. I went to go see him. He told a story. He prayed for a horse. This horse was, was um, I forget what was wrong with it, but the, he prayed for the horse. The horse was healed. The women that were there at the meeting, they believed because the horse was healed. All right, Psalm 103. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits who forgives all of your iniquities and who heals all of your diseases. So Psalm 103, verse 3 here says two things. It says that Jesus forgives all of your sins. Do we believe that Jesus forgives all of our sins? Right? Sin keeps us from going to heaven. Sin keeps us from having an intimate relationship with God. Do we believe that Jesus forgives all of our sins? Yes, wholeheartedly, unabashedly, unashamedly. Yes, 100%. He, he forgives every sin, every sin. He has to, or else I'm not going to heaven. He heals all of my diseases. Do we believe that he'll heal all of our diseases? Every disease, every disease. doesn't matter what it is. Jesus wants to heal everything everything. There's nothing he can't heal. There's no sickness out there that's too hard for Jesus. We haven't seen it. AIDS isn't too hard for Jesus. Cancer isn't too hard for Jesus. There's no thing that you can have that's too hard for Jesus. Matthew 17. Here we go. Then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, why could we not cast out this demon? And Jesus said to them, because of your unbelief, for assuredly, I say to you, if you have faith as of a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. However, this, time, this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. And so they're talking about uh, casting out a demon, but also healing this young boy who had seizures and things like that. And so they prayed for him. The disciples prayed for him, and they couldn't, they couldn't heal him. Sound familiar? Anybody been there? You prayed for somebody and you didn't see the healing? And so the disciples asked and said to Jesus, they said, why could we not heal him? And what did Jesus say? Because of your unbelief. 
because you don't have enough faith. So for me as a minister, as for, for me as someone who's going to pray for people, when I don't see people healed, it's on me. I, I don't have enough faith. I don't have enough belief. I don't have enough of Jesus in my life to see everybody healed. Nobody likes that. It may or may not be true. What, who did Jesus not heal? Where in Scripture did Jesus pray for someone for healing and them not get healed? It didn't happen. It did not happen. Everyone who came to Jesus who wanted healing got healed. Everyone. It says when he went to Nazareth, it said that in Nazareth he could do very few miracles there because of the people's unbelief, right? But everyone who came to Jesus was healed. Who was it? There's not one instance where we see Jesus pray for someone and then not get healed. Not once. Here we see the disciples praying for someone and them not getting healed. Now, there may be extenuating circumstances. I've read books by healing people and it's, it's this and it's that and there's all this laundry list of reasons why people don't get healed and those things may be true. But I can't prove all those things in all those cases. You know, if there's... Uh, if there's sin in, in a person's life, but Jesus healed people who had sin in their life. You know, if there's a, a demonic activity in people's life, but Jesus knew to cast the demon out, right? And so we could read through and we could see all of these instances where, you know, historically different people who've prayed for healing throughout the years. And those things are true. And you may run into a situation where somebody has something, you know, some kind of a demon possession in them and you're not able to heal them. That may be true. But what Jesus said to the disciples was that you, don't you couldn't heal them because of your unbelief. You couldn't heal them because of your lack of faith. And so what Jesus said is good enough for me. And it's a very humble position to take. Now, there may be other extenuating reasons why I don't see healing. I don't know. I said before, I'll say it again, I don't have all the answers. I'm going to continue to pray for healing. I'm going to continue to believe that I'm going to see healing. I'm going to continue to believe that healing is going to flow. And when I, when I don't see it happen, I'm going to go back to my prayer room and I'm going to pray some more. And I'm going to go back and I'm going to read some more. And I'm going to get some more of Jesus on the inside of me so that the next time I come out, I'm better prepared. Until I'm walking with him moment by moment and I'm hearing his voice second by second guiding me through everything in every moment, I haven't gotten there yet. I'm getting closer. I'm getting closer every day. Our faith comes from our secret prayer life with God. Our faith comes from our secret prayer life with God. And from stepping out in faith when he tells us to. Pray for the sick. I don't want to do that. Your faith didn't grow. Your faith, your faith shrank. Pray for the sick. You pray for somebody and they don't get healed and your faith still grows. However, this kind does not go out except through prayer and fasting. Matthew 12, 15 says this. It says, but when Jesus knew it, they were, people were gathering around him. He withdrew from there and the multitude followed and he healed them all. Right? We already touched on this, but Jesus healed them all. There was never a person that Jesus didn't heal. We don't see any reference in scripture where Jesus prayed for somebody and them not get healed. 
We're going to pray for people for healing today in case you hadn't figured that out. I'm going to, I'll pray for everyone. Uh, we're going to, maybe we'll pray for one another. Um, you may get healed. I'm praying that you get healed. I'm praying that we all get healed. We all, we, I mean, I, I don't know if there's anybody in here that doesn't have something that they couldn't get prayer for. John 5, 13 through 14 says this. It says, But the one who was healed did not know who it was, for Jesus had withdrawn. Okay, so we're talking about, uh, there's this, I believe it was a blind man, he gets healed, and he didn't know who healed him, because Jesus had withdrawn. And a multitude being in that place, afterwards Jesus found him in the temple and said to him, See, you have been made well. Sin no more, lest the worst thing come upon you. And so I threw this scripture in there to say, when we get healed, when you are healed, what do we need to do in order to keep our healing? What do we need to do in order to keep our healing? When we get healed, when Jesus heals us, what do we need to do to keep our healing? Number one, Jesus said, sin no more. Okay, so listen, live a holy lifestyle. And I'm not saying that every time you lose a healing that there's sin involved. That's not what I'm saying. But one of the things that you should do when you are healed is seek to live a holy lifestyle. Seek to live holy. Seek to, as Jesus said, sin no more. The Bible doesn't tell us that this blind man was in sin in any way. It doesn't say that he had a sin of this or that he had a sin of that or that he was doing this or that he was doing that. Jesus simply said to him, Sin no more. Why did he say that? Because he wanted to set precedence that when we're healed or when we see someone healed, we're to live a holy lifestyle. Number two, I'm, I've got a list of things that we should do uh, when you're healed, and I don't have scriptures for all of them just for sake of time. Uh, but number two, praise God for your healing. Thank God for your healing. You, the words of your mouth, by the words of your mouth, right? And so thank God for your healing. You're healed. God heals you. Thank God for your healing. If you walk away saying, I hope this lasts, that's not thanking God. That's actually introducing more unbelief. But if you're healed and you're walking away saying, thank you, Lord Jesus, for healing me. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for healing me. You're, you're just adding to your faith. You're building your faith. You're you're welcoming the, the, the healing to stay. You're inviting Jesus on the scene. Third thing to do uh, is to find a church that believes in healing, right? If you get healed and then start to attend a church regularly that doesn't believe in the gifts of healing, it's very likely that your healing could fade away. You need to surround yourself with believers that are going to support you in your healing, and another thing that uh, someone had recommended, and I, I didn't um, prove this out scripturally myself, but I'll throw it out there, is to tell somebody, right? If you testify about what Jesus has done in your life, that, gives the, that just gives it strength. That gives it witness. Why does, why does the healing come? That God might receive glory. And so if we don't tell anybody what happened, where's the glory? We're going to keep it to ourselves. Luke 5. We got time. I want to read just a couple scriptures from Luke 5. Who's excited for healing? Amen. 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 
Luke 5, starting in verse 12. And it happened when he was in a certain city that, behold, a man was full of leprosy, saw Jesus, and fell on his face, imploring him, saying, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Then he put out his hand and touched him, saying, I am willing, be cleansed. Immediately the leprosy left the man, and he charged him to tell no one, but go and show yourself to the priest to make an offering for the cleansing as a testimony to them, just as Moses commanded. And so we see this, this man who had leprosy. He comes to Jesus, and he says, Lord, if you're willing, you can make me clean. It is, I want to say this. It's always Jesus' will to heal. It's always Jesus' will to heal. Maybe there's a timing issue sometimes, but it's always Jesus' issue. It's always Jesus' will to heal. We sang that song today. It's the goodness of God. He's a good, good God. Do we believe that he's a good God? Why would he withhold healing from those who need it? Why would he withhold healing? We as fathers, Jesus said, we as fathers know how to give good gifts to our children. What father among you is there who when his son asked for a fish would give him a stone or a snake and when asked for a loaf of bread would give him a stone? How much more will your Father in heaven, when you ask Him, give you good gifts because you're His children? Have we gotten this down in our soul? Do we believe that God is a good, good God? That God's a good God? That He wants to give good gifts to His children? It's always God's will, will to heal. Continuing in verse 17, now it happened on a certain day as he was teaching that there were Pharisees and teachers of the law sitting by who had come out of every town of Galilee, Judea, and Jerusalem, and the power of the Lord was present to heal them. This is a fascinating scripture. Here they are. They're gathered up in this house as we're about to read it. The house is so crowded that no one else can even get in the place. All these Pharisees are gathered around. All these people are gathered around. And it says that the power of God was present to heal them. How many people were there? Let's just say 100, right? There's 100 people here today, approximately. There's 100 people here today. We're gathered in a house. Maybe the house was smaller. If the house was this big, I'm guessing there was two or 300 because it said that they went to go in, as we're about to read, and they couldn't get in. But what did the scripture say? It said that they were, the power of God was present to heal them. To heal who? Not the one man that's about to be brought on the mat, but the whole crowd. The power of God was present to heal. And who got the healing? One man. There was a crowd. How many people here today need healing? Show of hands. Go ahead, raise your hand if you need healing, some kind of healing. There's a lot of us. I'm sure that you choose any crowd. I'm sure there was a lot of people there that needed healing. Why didn't they get it? The power of God was present to heal them, the scripture says. Then behold, men brought a man on a bed who was paralyzed, whom they sought to bring in and lay before him. And when they could not find how they might bring him in because of the crowd, they went up. See, the whole house was crowded. They went up on the housetop and they cut a hole in the roof and they let him down with his bed through the tiling into the midst before Jesus. Here's the next verse. Listen to this. And when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the man, how much faith does it take to get healed? None. How much faith did the man on this mat have? We have no idea. It doesn't say anything about the man on the mat, how much faith he had. Jesus said he saw the faith of the men who were dropping him down through the roof. Yeah. 
here's this man, right? Jesus is talking, right? Here's this man, comes down through the roof. They cut a hole in the roof. Here comes this man, and he's here beside Jesus. And it says, when, when he saw their faith, he was healed. You're sick, you know what you need? You need four good friends that are going to carry you to Jesus. Come on. This is scripture, people. You need four good friends that are just going to get around with you and say, hey, listen, we're going to get you to Jesus. I don't know how this works. I haven't figured it out yet. When he saw their faith, man, your sins are forgiven. Then there's this whole argument, your sins are forgiven. Is it easier to say your sins are forgiven to take up your bed and walk? It's another argument. I want to get there. I want to, I want to focus on healing today. There's one more that I want to read. It's further, further up. Luke 7. Luke's fascinating. Luke's an awesome book if you want to read about healing. There's, uh, there's more miracles recorded in the, in the Gospel of Luke than there are in any of the other ones. Um, and so Luke really drilled down and, and, and brought out all of these different healings, uh, you know, in depth. And it's really great to read. So if you want to raise your faith, just go through and start to read. Just go through and start to read the healings. and Just, just go through and read them. Now when, you included, when Jesus had concluded all of set, uh, Luke 7, starting in verse 1, and then we're going to pray. Actually, then we're going to receive the offering. Then we're going to pray. Luke 7, verse 1. Now, when he had concluded all of his sayings and the hearings of the people, he entered Capernaum. And a certain centurion servant who was dear to him was sick and ready to die. So when he heard about Jesus, when the centurion heard about Jesus, he sent elders of the Jews to Jesus. So the centurion, you, got, you know, I never realized this in the story. Did you, did you realize that the centurion didn't even go and see Jesus? He just sent someone. It, made, it just made the story that much better. He sent elders of the Jews to him, pleading with him to come and to heal his servant. And when they came to Jesus, they begged him earnestly, saying that the one for whom he should do this was deserving. He's a Gentile. He's a centurion. He's not an Israelite. But these Jewish people are coming and saying, hey, this guy, you should heal this guy's servant. He's deserving. For he loves our nation and he has built us a synagogue. Then Jesus went with them. And when he was already not far from the house, the centurion sent friends to him saying, Lord, do not trouble yourself. So get, get this. Uh, let me, okay, I'll finish reading. Get so excited. <laughs> he, sent, he sent friends to him saying, Lord, do not trouble yourself for I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof. Therefore, I did not even think myself worthy to come to you, but say the word and my servant will be healed. For I also am a man placed under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to one, go, and he goes. And I say to another, come, and he comes. And to my servant, do this, and he does it. And when Jesus heard these things, he marveled and turned around and said to the crowd, I, have, I, I say to you, I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. And those who were resent, returning to the house found the servant well who had been sick. Get a picture of this this just for a moment. Jesus is out having his street ministry, doing whatever he does, preaching to the crowds. And this centurion sends a delegation, right? He sends a couple of guys. 
few men, who knows, I don't know how many, doesn't tell us. And they're like, hey, listen, this guy over there, he's got a, a servant that's sick. If you could come and just pray for him, you know, that'd be great. And, and he's, you know, he's really well-deserving. Like, there's every reason why you would want to heal this guy. He's a good man. He loves the, he loves the Jewish people. He's been good to us. Come, come heal him. And so Jesus, Jesus is convinced. He's like, okay, I'll go. You're convinced. Don't twist my arm. I'll go. And so Jesus is on his way. And then they don't even get to the house. And the, the, the centurion sends other men to say, listen, I've changed my mind. You know what? Don't even come to my house. Just pray. And I'm sure it'll be enough. And my, my guy will be healed. What? For years I read the story and I always thought that the centurion was there in the crowd, you know? No, Luke's telling us, no, he wasn't even there. He just sent people. And Jesus says, such great faith I have not seen, not even in all of Israel. Such great faith. And so this week on your card, we've got two, two, car, two, two little things. This week I will pray that Jesus increases my faith. Listen, if you're here and you're a Christian, you're living, breathing, you need to be checking that box because I don't know of anybody here who doesn't need their faith increased. No one. No one's raising their hand. No one doesn't need their faith increased. We all need our faith increased. This week, I'm going to pray that God increases my faith, specifically for healing. Number two, this week I will heal the sick. Stop praying for the sick and start healing the sick. Let me say this, you know, so many times when we pray, and I'm guilty of this for years, so many times when we pray, we're like, please, God, come, please, God, please come, 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 come heal. If I, if I offer this pen to Elizabeth, I want you to have this pen. Oh, please give me the pen. Please give me the pen. That's ridiculous. But this is what we do with Jesus, right? This is what we do with healing, right? Jesus said, I want to bring you healing. I want you to have this. We're going to talk more in 2020. Man, 2020 is going to be a good year. We're going to talk in 2020 about the authority of the believer. We're going to talk about our responsibility. We're going to talk about the kingdom of God. What is the kingdom of God? It's all around us. We're going to talk about uh, the, the, you know, what we are to walk in. And we're going to talk about faith and miracles and healings. We've already, we've already begun to see undertonings of this. I think because we've engaged God in a good way through heart after God. Amen? How many of you enjoyed that series? We got closer to God and God as a, as a, as a sign and a wonder just started to pour out little mercy drops from heaven. This is what I do. This is what I do. This is what I do. And so in 2020, we're just going to see that build and build and build. I'm committed to heal the sick. I don't know what my track record's going to be. I'm committed. You know, I, every time I fail, I just want to get closer to Jesus. Every time I fail, I just want to get closer to Jesus. I want to bring more. I want to be able to bring more the next time I need to pray for somebody for healing or to bring healing. I want to pray for two people specifically. Um, before we receive the offering. If I could get somebody on the piano just for a moment. Then we're gonna, I'm going to pray for two people, and then, um, and then we're going to receive the offering, and then we're going to pray for more people. Uh, the Lord gave me two words of knowledge as I was preparing this message. And so the first one was somebody 
with a lung condition? Somebody have a lung condition? Right there? Come on up. So let me stand right here. So let me explain how I receive these words of knowledge is um, I was praying. I was working on the message. <laughs> I love the fact that it's you. <clears throat> I'll tell you why in a minute. This is a great story. Um, is it you or is it someone you know? I just had pulmonary test. I haven't got the results yet. Okay. Healing. Whew. So uh, where was I? Words of knowledge. I'm sitting and I'm praying and I'm going through my Bible and I'm going through my keynote and I'm preparing the, I'm preparing the words and I'm preparing out of here and I'm praying and, I, and I'm seeking the Lord. And as I'm seeking the Lord, the Lord just dropped in me a vision. So words of knowledge can come three ways. You can get a, a word from the Lord that he speaks to you, that you hear uh, in an inaudible in, inside voice. You can see things or you can feel things. A lot of times if you're praying, uh, you'll, you might feel a pain that you know is not your pain. You know, that's a pain to heal someone. That's a word of knowledge. I got uh, both of these words of knowledge through vision. The Lord showed me things. I'm a, I'm a visionary kind of guy. I'm a vision person. I see things. I've seen them for, for all of my Christian life. You know, years ago when we first started praying uh, Wednesday nights, I, said, I would see stuff. That's just the way the Lord works with me. If I could get an usher to stand behind them. So we prayed with Jerry May for her daughter. Her daughter was healed last Sunday. Her and My her and um, Kathy. Kathy prayed for Paul, and Paul was healed. And so, for whatever reason, healings are surrounding you right now. So, if you need healing, get Jerry May to pray for you. <laughs> Listen, you go where it's at, man. But we're just going to pray. So, what's it's a pulmonary issue. Everybody in my family has asthma, and I've been for months. Yeah. Back and forth, inhalers. And okay. It's been a struggle. I've been good for the past week or so, but I'm, I just feel like the Lord will lift me. Yeah. I know He can. Amen. I know He will. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, we pray for the healing of God to come upon Jeremy right now. God, we pray that you would heal her lungs. Heal her lungs. God, that she would uh, no longer have any type of asthma problem. God, that there would, uh, there would be, she would be, have no need for an inhaler, that she would never be short of breath. God, we pray right now for the healing power of God to come in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And you have a lung issue as well? Yes. COPD? Okay. Father, right now in Jesus' name, God, we pray for the healing power of God to come. God, to clear out this COPD, we pray that you would open every uh, little tiny bronchial tube. God, that you would open every little thing within this lung. God, we pray for the healing power of God to touch her right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, flow through her body. God, we, we, we call out that debris that's within her lungs. We call out fluid. And God, we pray in, we breathe in. God, breathe in the breath of God. We command healing to flow through her body right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.
The second thing the Lord showed me was something on a cellular level. And so that's all I've got. And so if you've got something that's on a cellular level, I want to pray for that. Does that describe anything that anybody here has? Come on up. You've got something on a cellular level? Come on up. Did I see another hand over here? Come on up. So, again, the Lord showed me something. He showed me cells. And this is what He showed me. I want all three of you to listen because it's for your daughter. It's for you. It's for you. And so, the Lord showed me cells, right? If I were to know what cells looked like, but that's, I knew that they were cells. And there were a bunch of cells, but there were specific ones in between all the others that were not good. And I just saw those ones that were not good shrink up and shrivel up and be gone. And so that's what's going to happen. God doesn't show us stuff so that we can be entertained. He shows us stuff because he wants to do stuff. Step right over here. Step over here. I, I don't want you guys touching when I pray. So this is just something from like, this is me. This is what the Lord's telling me to do right now. So... It's okay that people do that, if you're okay with that. You know, it really, there's no rules here. Uh, When we saw Jesus heal throughout the Bible, he healed eyes many times. He did it all different ways. One time he spit in the guy's eyes. I'm not going to spit in anybody. (laughs) Not today. I'll make no promises. One time he spit in the guy's eyes. Another time he spit in the dirt and made mud, wiped it on the guy's eyes. Another time he just prayed. Another time he placed his hand over the guy's eyes. So four different blind guys healed four different ways. Why? Because it's not about any kind of a system. It's about about getting close to Jesus, and it's about getting close to God, and it's about forming this relationship with God and the person you're praying with so that they can start to see this relationship with God. And so it's it's always going to be different, you know? You may never pray for the same thing the same way twice. That's okay. You may wind up praying the same thing the same way two or three times. What is, do you know what the cellular thing is? The disease. Two, there you go. Two, two of her children have it. It's genetic. Okay. We don't know where it came from. Probably me. Wow. <laughs> but I'm not sick. Amen. Father, right now, what's your daughter's name? Lisa. And what are the children's names? Justin and Georgia. Father, right now we pray for Lisa and for Justin and for Julia. God, uh, as that vision uh, was there, God, we pray that every bad cell, every abnormal cell would just shrink and would just disappear. And God, that you would just flow through their bodies right now. God, we pray for healing to come. God, that we pray that whatever symptoms that they suffer from would be gone in an instant. And God, that it would be a witness and a sign and a testimony. And God, I pray that when she, when she speaks with her daughter later today, God, that her, her daughter would say that she's suddenly felt better. And God, uh, that it would be a witness and a testimony that we prayed for her today. And God, that uh, it would be a sign and a wonder, God, that she would believe that she would follow you with all of her heart, her and her children, all of the days of their lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh. Uh, scleroderma affects the connective tissue, all the cells. Okay. Are, they're not, um, they're like 
getting hard and mm-hmm. drying up shriveling away. Like. Father, in Jesus' name, God, this disease on the cellular level, God, Father, we pray for the healing power of God to come to just flow. God, we curse every bad cell, everything that's wrong, God, that it would just go, that you would remove the hardness. God, that you would begin to bring healing in Jesus' name, that healing would flow through Genesis' body in Jesus' name. God, from the top of her head to the soles of her feet, every single cell in her body, God. We pray for the healing power of God to flow in Jesus' name. I have um, IgA vasculitis. My body doesn't works against itself too okay. well, and the capillaries in my organs and on the skin break. Okay. And then they don't heal properly. Father, we come against this cellular condition in Jesus' name, and God, we pray for the healing power of God to flow in the name of Jesus. God, every thing that is there that could be wrong that is 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 amiss or God, whatever it is, God, we pray for healing in Jesus' name. We command healing to flow through this body in Jesus' name. From the top of her head to the soles of her feet, every cell, every capillary, every little uh, vein and and artery, God, everything uh, that could be uh, wherever it could be, God, the whole body right now in Jesus' name. Let, Let heat flow through her body right now in Jesus' name. We pray that the the heat, the power of God would just flush this thing out in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Healing power of God flow right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Whew. Yeah? Do you feel that? Yeah. Yeah. Amen. At this time, we're going to receive the offering. So I'm going to invite my wife up to, to do that. And uh, we're going to pray after she's done receiving the offering. We're going to pray. So if you need healing in your body, just begin to, even as we are giving our offering, even as we're giving our offering, begin to seek the Lord. Begin to just pray to God. Begin to just seek Him more and more. to give here at Redeeming Love. Um, If you are on live feed, there is a donate button on our website. There is a tab to donate. We also have um, the Give Plus app, which is how I set up my husband and our um, just recurrent um, giving. It makes it simple for people who are getting the same amount, their income the same amount every week. I don't have to remember a checkbook like I forgot it this morning. I was telling my husband. Um, and as, El- as Elizabeth showed you this morning, the big red envelope as of right now until the middle of January, you can give that way also. So as I, um, as I started to think about <clears throat> just taking the, you know, receiving and praying for the last um, offering of 2019, um, like most of us, we have a tendency to reflect back on what the year has been for us. And then also like, okay, what does God have for us in the coming year ahead? And um, the Lord has had me in James. And so I'm just going to read um, James 22 um, to you. I just felt this is where the Lord was sharing. And I believe it's where God is taking us um, for 2019. 